have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you a swinger who loves to travel? Today, I'm going to inspire you with some wanderlust with help from Kate and Daryl, the hosts of the podcast Swinging Down Under. We're going to talk about what it's like to be a traveling swinger, what the lifestyle is like all around the world, and how you can make the most of your swinger adventures as you explore different countries. And we're going to get personal with Kate and Daryl about some of their sexy globetrotting experiences. Before we start our chat with these fun-loving Aussies, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. Welcome, Kate and Daryl. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you, Lexi. Great to be here. Very nice to be here. Thank you, Lexi. So uh, you guys are currently located in Singapore. So it's a little bit of a time difference for us. I really appreciate it. (laughs) No problem at all. We are quite used to people drinking coffee while we're drinking beer or the other way around. I know our audience may be familiar with you both. You've been podcasting for a little while. Uh, Your show is is quite popular and you do a great job on social media at uh, promoting yourselves. And that's how I actually found out about you. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, both of you and uh, your podcast. And I want to hear a little bit about how you met and how you decided to get into the lifestyle and podcast about it. Yeah, for sure. So I am 34 years old. I actually, so I grew up in Queensland in Australia and uh, that's actually where Daryl and I met 10 years ago. It's nearly 11 now. It's nearly 11. And uh, we started our (laughs) podcast basically really as we started our lifestyle journey and pretty much and five years five ago. years ago yeah, yeah. and we, we did that because we couldn't find the information that's so readily available now you know True. Of, <laughs> you know it was uh, quite difficult for us to get started especially with a, an Australian you know opinion on that as well so um, I am Daryl as you mentioned um, I'm doing quite <laughs> voice now just trying to make things interesting are you really um, yeah, so 11 years ago we met. Um, we were together monogamous for, well, yeah, five, years. five of that, yeah. five of that basically, and we're just coming up. So very soon we will be celebrating longer in the lifestyle than mm. out of it. So, uh, oh. in our, so that'll be yeah. an interesting transition for us. I don't think much will change. No, I don't think much will change. I mean, we're pretty diverse as a couple. We've lived in um, a lot of different cities around the world. As you just mentioned, now we're in Singapore, so moved countries. And it's just uh, it's just kind of us, you know. We don't have any goldfish or pets anymore. And it's just kind of no, us Mc- doing our thing. McFinney no pause died. Our fish um, died, so. so. Which is unfortunate, but he lived a long and healthy life. We, um, yeah, so we moved to Singapore three years ago. And it's been an interesting transition coming here more than um, anything else that we've probably been challenged with yeah. in terms of the lifestyle experience, uh, which is, has been exciting and not exciting, maybe exciting for all the wrong yeah. reasons along the way as well. <laughs> 
Well, how did you, so you said you've lived around uh, all around the world, different cities, and now you're in Singapore. How did you get these opportunities to travel and, and move around so much, be nomads, if you will? Yeah, that, I guess both of our jobs over <laughs> our time together have, have actually included some travel. So we've been quite yeah. um, fortunate in that we've had travel included as part of our job, either, even if it's just driving. Fortunate. Fortunate. It's a bit of a stretch. I, I mean, mean, um, I mean, like twenty-five hours in economy class and then hitting the ground <laughs> running, having a meeting is is not so great. Um, but there are benefits to it as well, obviously. And uh, so both of us have had jobs that required some travel. Last year um, combined, we actually did one hundred and eighty thousand miles. Um, so in twenty eighteen, that's that's the air miles that we flew. So um, oh wow, schedule and. I guess because of that, it's, it's then given us the opportunity to experience the lifestyle in different countries, different cities, you know, and I guess that was one of the things that really helped our podcast uh, in our experience too, because then we could share that with other people, with listeners and uh, that might resonate in their city, in their country. Yeah. And I suppose somewhat differently, I suppose some people, when we travel to a country, we tend to try and engage with the, the locals and get involved in the local scene or yeah, um, right. and I'm not even talking lifestyle scene now. I'm also talking just regular food, drinks, things like that. Yeah. You know, we typically when we travel, we try to do a cooking course, something like that to really help us. You know, food seems to be at the core of a lot of cultures. So um, that's what we try to do when we travel. Yeah. Generally, um, Kate does the booking and I just turn up. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a relationship. Pack, That's all I, bags, I do though. pack your bags. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm the king of bag Thanks, Tetris. Babe. You're welcome. Yeah. That's a partnership right there, right? So of all the places that you've been, what was your favorite country to live in or your favorite city to live in or to visit even? Uh, to visit is a, is a tough one because, yeah, I mean, we love, uh, many, many years ago, we took our first trip overseas and we actually went to Thailand as a couple mm. for the first time. And then that was about maybe a year into our relationship. So mm -hmm. Thailand for us holds, you know, a, a pretty awesome memory. And so as a result of that, I think we've gone back to Thailand uh, uh, countless times. He yeah. goes there for work all the time. And so that's got a kind of a nice place in our heart. And Plus it's batshit crazy. That's batshit another good crazy. reason to go there. The lifestyle actually in, in Thailand is actually pretty happening too. So that's kind of nice now. Yeah. Ooh. But I guess Europe Which is interesting because in a lot of the countries we travel to, the lifestyle um, or swinging in general is actually considered illegal yeah so um really yeah, certainly, oh, yeah. in, in, certainly in some of the countries you know indonesia around us uh, malaysia malaysia thailand. thailand um all really are considered illegal india it's illegal in india mm. as well yeah so it's, sex toys are illegal in cambodia as well yeah, so you've exactly. really got to be careful where you go <laughs> exactly. and what you're taking <laughs> yeah so have transported sex toys <laughs> into cambodia i before. forgot about that I, yeah. we also had a little swinger uh play cards and they have um, what would be deemed by the Cambodian government to be uh, pornographic <laughs> material. So I took them in my bag too. So both of those things could have given me a fine, if not jail time. Um, yeah. Just wow. purely because we're so used to packing our bag now with our swinger gear that I forgot and yeah. I had it in there. So, But uh, a lot of the, a lot of these laws are realistically quite unpoliced or, um, if, if you know the right people and can lubricate the right wheels, yeah. you can make them all the way anyway, it's depending true. on some of the countries you're in. So uh, for, for us, or certainly for me, if it's, if it's on food alone, then uh, Thailand's my number one. Um, we travel there as well. Certainly when I travel there for work yeah. or when Kate travels there for work, we actually try to join each other for the weekend prior or weekend after. Um, which makes uh, makes the travel a lot more fun when you know that you've got somebody there 
and affordable too if yep. you're already there. Sometimes um, if we're bridging a weekend, like we, the, you know, we may stay in a hotel already so we can just come over and then it's just one person's flight. So that, that kind of makes it a bit fun, travel yeah. together, get to see places. Because as sexy as business travel sounds, it's not fun. It's generally not that much fun. <laughs> I know, I know, I know from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I've eaten my fair share of, uh, of business, uh, sorry, of economy class meals and I can tell you exactly what most of them are on the services we oh, use yeah. here local out of Singapore. So. <laughs> but on the sexier side, when you guys are together and you're able to experience whatever city you're in, if it's, you know, legal and there is an actual presence there, you can actually, you know, um, explore together a little bit more than, you know, theoretically a little bit more than, you know, just uh, looking at just having a business trip. You're able to just enjoy yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, whenever we travel, we try to engage with the scene. And certainly, Kate is a lot better at that. It's certainly in the, the precursing <laughs> than I am. Um, she's certainly the social media part of our uh, of our of our social media team, which is the dating you, sites and, and stuff the dating like that. sites generally. Kate looks after as well. So, uh, but we're normally fairly engaged before we arrive to the location, and because we do play with single guys as well, um, we tend to find single guys more easily, and especially in in this region, there mm. seems to be a lot more travel. Uh, in general, so people are a lot less, uh, a lot less here. You know, they're generally here for a couple of years, maybe two or three years. It's almost like um, people from the US and Europe do a, a tour of duty in Asia as the beginnings of their career, and yeah. then from there on in, it uh, uh, they, they head back and, and get on with their their regular career life. But uh, because of that, we tend to find a lot more single guys here for starters, and mm-hmm. a lot more transient individuals yeah. and transient couples that. Um, that turn up and disappear, unfortunately, by, by the time you make those relationships. Well, at least you have the opportunity to see them while they're there. And then how do you, I mean, so you're on the dating sites, you're, uh, you're kind of trying to, I guess, recruit or find parties or events or people who are coming in. So that's how you're connecting with them before they come to, let's say, Singapore or before you go on a trip together. Yeah, that's actually one of the ways. So I, I immediately, whenever we've got a trip that's booked, I go onto SDC straight away and I put a travel posting up. So that's the first thing that we do. Um, and then after that, we then start searching profiles. Uh, we have a look if there's any local parties going, as you said, we look at local profiles and then we start sending emails and reaching out and just saying to people, hey, your profile looks good. We're on our way. And we try to get in a little bit early because, you know, as Daryl just mentioned, people do travel so frequently, you know, yes. people got their own lives. So you got to kind of give people a heads up. Um, I think one of the, the most dangerous, I guess, things that people do in the lifestyle when they're coming down to this region is they leave it to the last minute. You know, we get a ton of messages that people say to us, hey, we've just arrived. We're here for two days. Like, can you guys catch up? And it's yep. on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And unfortunately, you just, you just can't. So, you know, we try to get those postings up soon. Early. Yeah, absolutely. As early as possible. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, the travel schedule makes it kind of interesting as well because we have historically had to match four travel schedules yeah. because if you've got two couple or, or, you know, two couples that all four parties are working, yeah. um, it can become quite difficult. You know, uh, if we look back over the last six or eight weeks for me, I've been in 12 countries in that period of time. Oh my so, God. So, you know, you, you've, you've, for us, we're planning three months out mm. to, to meet people. Um, and 
to meet people that we know well or have known here for up to three years, you know, just yeah. because they travel as frequently, unfortunately, as we do. Which is so true. I mean, we have a, a couple friend that lives in a place called Kuala Lumpur. It's in Malaysia in the neighboring uh, country to Singapore. And already we're talking to them about, can we meet you in June? Can we meet you in July? Because we're going to fly there. Um, admittedly, it's a 45 minute flight. It's not huge. It's not a huge deal, but, uh, you know, they travel, we travel. So, you know, we're already looking so far out just to make those connections. Oh, wow. So there's all kinds of planning that has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, I have myself one of the best PAs that I've ever, that I've ever met because uh, I couldn't plan as well as, uh, as, well as Kate and does. I, I actually things. understand on a random side note today is, uh, what is it, World Administration <laughs> Assistance or Approval or is Appreciation? It? There yeah. you go. I, I nudged him in the taxi on the way home and I was like, hey, babe, I need some <laughs> approval over here. Yeah. You got to get her some flowers or something special. Well, I, mean, I, 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 use, I use the term PA pretty, uh, pretty well jokingly there. Uh, <laughs> if I use that in, in any sort of, um, in any sort of force, I, I'm fairly sure she'd be hitting me with the microphone. <laughs> doesn't matter. You can still appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will appreciate her more than once tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, at least that then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get back to appreciation and appreciating also things like the swinging community where you guys are located right now in Singapore right after this little break. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out SDC.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, and Sex Because. Visit SDC.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. are tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Kate and Daryl of Swinging Down Under, and we're talking about what swinging is like all around the world. So we were talking a bit about some of uh, your experiences, what it's like when you are traveling, how you have to, you know, uh, plan way in advance to hook up with people. What is it like actually on the ground in Singapore right now when uh, when we're talking about the life, uh, the lifestyle, the community that's there? Uh, is it really, is it an active one compared to other places you've been? 
It, it is active, but it's a little bit underground. So they're just kind of finding their feet here in Singapore. So there's a lot of uh, events that are, you know, private parties. So when we first moved here, it took us a long time to find some of those inner circle parties. And yeah. I remember the day when, you know, we'd kind of cracked through the, the third or fourth layer and we got a, a message from somebody that's like, oh, you've been approved. Like, you're good now to hang out with this group. <laughs> and we were just like, yes, we made it in. Because it was a really sexy group. It was a really attractive group. Um, so it is. They, they exist, but it's a little bit more underground. And I think people are also really trying to come to terms with what it means to be in the lifestyle these days. And so mm-hmm. that that's a bit of a struggle too, you know. So when we do meet people, some people are just getting into the journey, but they're, they're a little bit behind in terms of their, their exploration of the sex positivity in general. And so I think that takes another layer of really understanding why they're in the lifestyle, what they want to get out of it and, and where they want to go with it, you know, because it's just, it can be so different to what we used to back in Australia. I don't know, do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. And, and also, I mean, we've, we have found some very good parties here and quite good events now, but certainly when we started, it was really difficult. I, I spend a lot of time um, because when we first arrived here, I actually trailed Kate as a trailing spouse. So I spent most of my time trying to find these groups, you know, so um, I think I, at some point I was enrolled in, in eight or nine different sites and forums, you know, and, forums and, all and all sorts of things <laughs> to try and find these little pockets of, uh, of singers. And in the end, after, you know, a, as you said, we were kind of accepted or got the tick from the <laughs> local Singaporean groups. We, we, we've ended up finding there's probably five or six real groups here. Yeah. Um, the problem is there's no nexus for them at the yeah. moment. Um, there's okay. No, there's nothing to bring them together into, into one strong yeah. location. And there's some reasons for that as well. You know, there's some cultural differences here. There's uh, what, what, what did we discover today? Ten different religions on there's the island? There's ten different religions. There's cultural uh, backgrounds. You know, there's um, language backgrounds. You know, you really got to take all that into consideration. And then of, on top of that, you do have some – it is only a small country after. I mean, there's six million people here, but the whole country is 21 miles long. And so there's also an element of uh, a privacy that we haven't seen anywhere else in the world. Yeah. You know, people are really guarded here because – um, being found out in, in lifestyle here could be detrimental to, to your job. And so, and, and if that is detrimental to your job, you've got 30 days to get out of the country. So people Especially are slightly more guarded. Yeah, if, you're not, uh, if you're not born in Singapore um, yeah. and you are working here on a working visa, if something like this happens and you are uh, dragged out about yeah. it, then, then you, you aren't given a lot of time to, to relocate. So uh, people are very guarded. And additionally, you know, the, the people we've met here, I have to say, most of them are in quite high-powered roles mm, yeah. as well. The majority of the people that we know that are in the lifestyle here uh, are in C-level. You know, they're, they're CEOs, CFOs, and uh, people who make make major decisions typically in banking every day. So so with that in mind, they, they tend to... They tend to be very private because they have a lot yeah. to lose as well. There's a younger generation too coming yeah. through that we're, we're finding. Uh, most of those folks are getting more into the BDSM and kink lifestyles. And we've started uh, hosting some parties here or, or meet and greets. And we're trying to bring every, all of the communities together because there is so few of us that we're trying to get everybody on the spectrum together and, and create that engagement in that community. So that's something that we're really trying to do at the moment. That's what she's trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, have a big love in. Yeah, yeah. 
with all of the restrictions and limitations to getting everyone together to, you know, getting everyone to be able to be more visible uh, with what it is that they're doing in the lifestyle, how are you able to organize these events? Like, where do you even do them? Because I would assume there are no swingers clubs, like per se. Correct. Yeah. So swinging is not illegal in Singapore. Um, So although it's, it's still frowned upon, um, probably a lot um, if you look back sort of towards the 80s, 90s in what we grew up in in Australia, that's basically where the lifestyle yep. would sit now uh, here in Singapore. So they're quite a few years behind in terms of that um, openness toward sex in general. Uh, probably stems from the fact that abstinence is still the, the accepted teaching here in terms of what, what schools put forward. Yeah. Um, even after a review last year of the, the, the teaching syllabus, uh, they stuck with abstinence as the... Still in 2020, right? Cricket yeah. 2020. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that breeds a whole, lot of, um, you know, a whole lot of insensitivity toward this style of lifestyle. And, and certainly we haven't yet been on the receiving end of it. And, no. uh, and I don't... I, I hope we aren't, but uh, I expect at some point in the future... Um, there will be somebody who makes a bit of noise about it. Yeah. But going back to your question about the, there are no clubs here. No. Um, there, but there are still some owners of different venues. Uh, venues and locations who are happy to host us, provided there's no sex on premise. Yeah. That's the, the big caveat to it. Um, it has to be that if the police were to walk in, they would just think it's, it's still a group of people legal, getting yeah. together. So yeah. we... we events that we just started hosting we have uh, a venue um, actually um, foreign owners and they're very happy for us to have more of a libertine type lifestyle in the event behind behind the closed doors so what we do is we take out the entire bar level or even two bars level and we get the djs in and everything else and that way when we invite people one there's security in that private element so they know that you know, they're not going to be seen by anybody else everybody yeah. in there's you're you know you're with your tribe and then uh two it kind of gives us that freedom to to do things like have a theme or do dress ups and stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, the, wearing lingerie in your in your own house is not illegal here, here either. Yeah, neither, of neither in, in a bar. So, although being naked in your own house and somebody seeing you in Singapore is, is a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Yeah. How? How? How does that even make sense? <laughs> there's quite a few. There's these Some are strange. Again, just, these are kind of the unpoliced laws of the past. You know, chewing gum is actually illegal here in Singapore. You can't as well. buy it anywhere. Um, so there's, there are some interesting things that have been around for the last 30, 40 years that people just haven't bothered to update. And, yeah. and I don't think it would ever be actively policed. Um, in, speaking of actively policed or inactively policed, um, being a uh, lesbian couple here is entirely legal. It's legal, so you're allowed yep. to do it, yep. But, but if being a, a, a gay male couple mm, is entirely illegal. illegal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so there's some discrepancies in the law there as well that make me chuckle sometimes. Things are changing, though, and I think it it does take people to take that leap of faith to try and and help move that along and show that there's normality. And that law's only ever been actively policed once Mm. in the history of Singapore in the last 53 years, so... You know, it's, it's the, the likelihood of somebody doing anything about your activities is fairly low. And there are a number of well-known um, gay clubs here in yes. Singapore. And saunas as well. And saunas, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty limited as far as your ability to, I guess, explore and meet other people who are like-minded. So 
when you're, if they, if you can't really, I mean, um, you're, you're kind of limited with the clubs, you can, you know, rent it out and, and, and be able to use the space. And it's great that you have people uh, who own these venues who are also able to work with you to make that happen. Uh, for the most part, would you say that the private party scene is a lot bigger than these meet and greets, for example? Yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, we, we get probably invited to a hotel party every other week here, you know, because again, mm-hmm fly in they'll put their travel notice up on sdc they'll then say hey we can host you know we're in a hotel and then they'll again start sending out messages to locals to see you know who's around and who wants to come to a hotel party um so those are generally very very popular people will get a suite so there's a lounge room they'll have drinks you know so it'll be kind of a meet and mingle slash play yeah possibly but uh, but given they're generally a a hotel takeover scenario or not a hotel sorry a hotel room or a suite (laughs) you wish um uh, they're typically really expensive as well by, by mm. in terms of what we were used to in Australia and yeah. it certainly when it comes to the US um, night and day you know uh, Australia was typically double the, the cost to club entry or to um, event it's entry three times really in three, state, yeah. yeah there were three times in the states but versus the states, Australia yeah. and um, here would be six to six yeah. to ten times so some people, on the event. Some people do um, charge to go to their their events. You know, they're trying to cover costs and things of that nature. Or some some people are legitimately actually just trying to make money. So it's not uncommon to pay two hundred to two hundred and fifty Singapore dollars. So maybe one hundred and fifty to two hundred US dollars yep. to go to a, a place one a one night, not even stay over and have to take your own drinks and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's not uncommon. It's because it's rare, right? So they know yeah. that people are going to pay it because there's really nowhere else that they can go to play and meet and every everybody. So yeah, especially when you get the when, when you find your people, <laughs> when you find your people, <laughs> yeah. it's actually um, that's the that's the the thing that draws you along, of course, you know, because you don't get to meet them anywhere else. So with that in mind, you know, I, I think the prices may escalate over time yeah. as well when certain <laughs> groups get to a, a certain level of um, uh, engagement yeah, with the, with the people that are coming along. Oh, wow. Well, I want to explore some more of these differences that you've seen in different cities and have what the experience is like for you guys in Singapore. Uh, I'm just really curious also about the, uh, the sex positive community. So we're going to get into that a little bit uh, right after this break. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Explore your lexuality on my website, alexisilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LEXISDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. 
Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Kate and Daryl of Swinging Down Under. And we've been talking about what it's like in Singapore for the swinger community and how it's a little bit harder to um, get people together, to get everyone to meet each other and to have these play parties. So I'm very curious about other differences that there are in Singapore as far as the, uh, I guess, sex-positive community, as far as, you know, regarding women. I know that women in general around the world are regarded differently in different countries and uh, our rights are also uh, regarded differently. So what is it like in Singapore for, for, for uh, the average woman, let's say? Yeah, it, it's, it is hard here. You know, we, we speak to a lot of uh, ladies, even at lifestyle events, who are really trying to explore their own sexuality and they don't even know where to begin because as Daryl mentioned earlier, there is no sex education at schools and you know, add that with the fact that they can't talk to their mother perhaps about it or their sister because it's quite a taboo subject, it really lends itself to be quite hard for these women to understand what is sexuality, what do they even want, you know, um, to even then go looking for resources. So that's really, really tough. Um, Couple that with the fact that uh, a lot of women don't explore themselves at a young age, they don't explore themselves even going through their 20s. And so as they're going through their 20s and their 30s, they don't know how to pleasure themselves. And and so then they get to an older age and it becomes quite hard for them to, to do that. They don't really, again, they don't know where to see the resources and there's not a lot of structure around it. And it's, it's a quite a shame. So we, we actually spend some of our time going to some sex positive uh, events or seminars. Uh, I actually meet with uh, women as well and, and talk to ladies about, you know, exploring your body, exploring uh, sex toys, all those sorts of things. And we do, we do our best, you know. Yeah, there are a number of uh, psychologists on the island that deal with um, sex and, and, and sexual issues, I suppose, as well. Um, and, and we've run into a couple of those now, um, one, one probably a few more times than the others. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, look, I, I actually, you know, it's, it, it's hard for me to speak from a female perspective, of course, because I'm male. I, I, just, feel, um, I just feel that the education system and a whole lot of the systems here in this country and certainly in some of the countries around us mm. here are not placing ladies in the same position as they are men. Um, you know, I think Dr. Lee explained it to me fairly well with one simple line, and that is every time a man goes to the bathroom, he oh, sees yeah. <laughs> and touches his genitals, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and, and there's no, we, we have to explore ourselves. We don't have... Um, the ability not to yeah. so uh, and that's not the same for ladies and and yeah, yeah she really she she really brought that home to me to help me understand the fact you know why why this was happening in this community and a lot of the ladies here will will openly you know tell us that 
their their family units, their mother perhaps has, uh, or their grandmother, who, whoever they grow up with, has told them very openly, you know, that your vagina is is not a pleasure center. Your vagina has a purpose. It's it's dirty and it's for for childbearing only. And so, again, with that kind of that taboo going through your mind as you as you grow older, it it is quite difficult to overcome that. And so, some of the conversations that we have, even with you know, ladies at parties and a lifestyle. Yeah. We'll we'll go to a party, a hotel to, a hotel room, and we'll be super excited to meet people. And and eventually, we end up sitting on the couch talking to some lady about sexuality because we just get so enthralled with trying to help her that it we end up just not really engaging <laughs> in any sexual activity because yeah. you know it, it's so uncommon for them to be able to just have these really open, honest conversations and. And that's why too, when, when we're looking at going to events or, or even hosting things, you know, we, we do giveaways and stuff um, if we host events, but with our ones here in Singapore, you know, it's not like I can take like a double-ended dildo or I can't take like a rabbit because those are just so far out of the norm. Yeah. I have to really take it back and get a small, tiny little bullet vibrator because that's their, possibly their first even look at a vibrator, let alone using one. So, you yeah. know, just being mindful of that cultural difference too. Six million people on this island and there's three Sex adult, stores, yeah. adult stores. You know, that's uh, an indication of how frequently people use um, any sort of sex toy here. Yeah. So it's interesting you're mentioning meeting somebody at a party and having these conversations about sexuality. How did they come to get there uh, since, it, you know, the sex positive community seems very, very limited over there? Um, how did they even get to the point where they got to a hotel party and understood that, um, you know, they were going to explore themselves sexually and explore other people sexually as well? Sometimes it does take maybe um, they've had a friend who perhaps has explored a little bit. And so the friend might say, hey, have you seen this, uh, you know, this party or this resource? And they'll have a look up on dating sites. Sometimes it might be their partner, you know, maybe they're dating somebody. We quite often we might go to a party and there's a fairly new couple there where maybe he um, or she may have been in the lifestyle in the past and then they're introducing that to their to their partner now. Um, or, re- or really sometimes it just takes a person, you know, um, to self-educate and, and to really step out of their shell and, and take that leap and, and say, I'm going to go see what it's about. Yeah, sometimes there's that light switch, I think, that, yeah. that flicks as well because certainly we've had some events we've been to where there's a lady who arrived um, to the first event as a virgin, as a 25 or 26 year old. Oh virgin. God, I remember that. She yeah, people so, wow. exactly. Right? Yeah, Crazy. So, so you know, for her, it was she she um, lived a, a very um, you know sexually unexciting life, mm. I suppose, without even exploring her own sexuality in any way. And, yeah. and turning up to one of these events was her way of flicking the switch to figure out what. And we've you know, seen her three times yeah, now yeah, at different and now, events yeah, and, and she's she's out there. Yeah, she's, she's, she's now, doing her thing. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I'm Get it, girl. I'm very proud of her for that. <laughs> yeah. as, as I try not to sound condescending and saying <laughs> I know, I'm super proud. Uh, we, we see her and we're like, What have you done now? Like and she's yeah. like, Oh, I tried this and I dabbled yeah. in this and it's, it's just, quite funny. It's really exciting. Yeah, she has really, really grown um, in that period of time. I think something to mention here as well is I know you're um, you're looking toward an understanding of the ladies uh, mm. point of view, but what, what we also need to understand is that the men also are not educated, educated here. So um, there's an awful lot of people who are um, unable to consummate their marriage or even, you know, a long-term relationship purely because the male doesn't know how to explore himself or, you know, worst case scenario, he's actually, um, uh, he's actually gay uh, and he's in a, uh, in a, you know, monogamous mm. heterosexual relationship, which makes life really difficult for these guys as well. And, 
then of course there's the other end of that and in, in that they're unpracticed and hence sometimes quite unskilled. Mm-hmm. In, in keeping, a little bit older and yeah, you know, they're, they're yeah. in their 20s, um, mid to late 20s sometimes and so I guess that taboo then creeps up too because again we have so many influences coming from us, you know, porn industry and those sorts of things where people do, you know, see that and then they think I oh, need to perform that way and, and when they can't it, it, it's a bit of a hit to the ego. Yeah, I just saw something actually on Twitter just recently. One of the porn stars has come out and said that uh, um, she believes that the, the U.S., School system should educate their and, and and parents should educate their children on sex because it's not the best way to do it through porn. And she said, "But if you don't do it, then we will be the only way yeah. that, that people right. get educated." Absolutely. And uh, I think that's how people are educated here in, in terms of uh, their understanding of sex in a lot of cases. Mm. Yeah, and I I mean the <laughs> I say this all the time: porn is not real sex ed, and it's <laughs> porn is not real sex in general. It's Two performers who are getting compensated for a scene uh, or multiple performers who are getting compensated for a scene. And the kinds of sex that you see in porn are obviously not necessarily like what you would see during, you know, a, a normal interaction between two people who maybe love each other, who are in a relationship, or even two people who are playing together for the first time. Uh, yeah. So the expectations of what sex should look like are completely out there. Um, and you know what? I, I feel like that's actually very common uh, for people all around the world kids all around the world at even a young age uh, learning about sex that way. It's something we don't talk about often you mm. know, as, a, as a general statement overarching community, perhaps a little more outside the lifestyle than in, but even inside the lifestyle, I think some, uh, there are certainly some people who could do with more education or more understanding of, um, of both themselves and their partner mm. or other partners' um, requirements as well. Yeah. So what about the concept of, I mean, because education doesn't seem to be very, um, uh, I guess, open there or, you know, there seems to be like a lack of information. What about, um, you know, the, the concept of what consent is? And like, you know, being at a swinger party or a private party and having that very basic understanding of how to approach someone and how to say no and what that means. What is that like over there? That's a really interesting topic. I, I mean, I have some thoughts on it. Dee, do you want to go first? No, you, you want me to do yeah, I'll, I'll pick up the slack at the end like always. <laughs> oh, you will. Oh, <laughs> it is a little bit different here. Um, admittedly, again, going back to how we, we engage in a lifestyle in Australia, I think a lot of people were a little bit more understanding of consent and hear it because people are just kind of starting to get into it. They don't, they don't necessarily understand consent in, in, in the broader term. Um, they may engage and say, hey, you know, do you want to go have sex? And that's a level, that's their, I guess their uppermost level of consent as opposed to, you know, how, how would you feel about, you know, going down some of the parties here, they may even advertise, you know, um, get on the boat at eight 30 and by nine, all women must be down to lingerie, you know, um, with that. And even those by nine 30, we fuck, by nine 30, we fuck, you know, by 10, 15, <laughs> we're showering and, and 10, five, get the fuck we're off the boat. The boat yeah. um, and, and so even that, you know, having that kind of understanding that, you know, maybe that person doesn't, isn't quite yet comfortable to get in their lingerie. Um, you can see that running through some parties as well where people might feel uh, almost like they have to participate or they have to get down to lingerie. If they're not used to, you know, saying, hey, no, I'm just here to have some drinks and have a mingle and I just want to meet like-minded people. If they're not, you know, they don't feel uh, comfortable saying that, that's, I guess, a, a concern for us. Uh, it depends on where people are from, though. We generally, at most parties, there'll be a, a pretty even mix of people from all over the world. And, um, you know, so I think that because there is that mix of people, 
Uh, sometimes, you know, if we're there and we're talking about consent with other people, uh, they, that might help other people to overhear that and then kind of practice that same thing. Yeah, I think um, consent it's from the... Time to pick up the slack. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. Um, so what I've seen in terms of consent here is... is uh, somewhat antiquated, I suppose. It, it is, again, you know, I mentioned that things are a little bit behind in terms of you know, the lifestyle in general, and I would say that about consent as well. A lot of it still exists mm. back in the early 2000s, I suppose, at, at best. Mm. And that is, um, you know, in some cases, ladies are, are treated, to my mind, not appropriately, um, in that they're, they're in some Object, cases, yeah, yeah they're, they're objectified quite quite uh, firmly, not, not to the point, I suppose, of of there being any issue, but typically, not typically, but in some cases, there are some some ladies who who you can quite adequately see that they're not really interested in what's going on. Mm. They're there perhaps because their partner's interested in being there, and you know there there is some of that here for sure. But I think you know I'd have to say there's some of that everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Something we see a little more often here than what we have in other countries, and certainly when you go to play parties here, mm. they are defined as play parties. You yes, know, it's it's not uh, play if you like; it's it's play or get out. Mm. You know, in in a lot of cases, again, not wow. all, but a lot. Yeah, yeah. So We're just obviously giving you more extreme examples yeah. here. That's yeah. not always the case. But yeah, uh, yeah we, we, we've been to some places. I actually had a gentleman um, try to grab me by the arm and um, maneuver me into the bedroom one time. Um, I'm super clumsy and awkward, so I didn't actually realize that that was what he was trying to do. I'm so actually surprised he hasn't fallen over yeah. yet during this. <laughs> I thought that he was falling over as he was actually trying to grab my arm. So I did like a sideways like, oh, whoop, don't fall on me. But he was actually trying to grab my arm. And so... Yeah. Um, you know, that's one circumstance in three years. And, and, and for that, you know, we actually did have a talk with him and say, hey, you know, that's not on and, and uh, you know, please don't do that. And I'm not interested in playing with you. Yeah. You may have said it in a little more forceful manner than that. I said it in a little more forceful that, way but, than that, but yeah. uh, I think I got my point across. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully educated him for the next time around, Hope you so. know. It sounds like you're both really good role models for the community to be able to, you know, talk, uh, firstly, take people aside and have conversations about sexuality and being sex positive and uh, learning how to explore, but also, you know, in terms of uh, understanding what it means to give consent and how to treat people who are in the lifestyle or people in general, really. I'm really enjoying how you're rolling me into this conversation <laughs> with I have to I'm say, picking up the slack on that oh, one. Yeah, I have to say, if anybody's the role model out of this relationship, it's certainly her. She um, engages and is absolutely Aww. about the community Look here constantly and the community generally. I mean, uh, if, if there's one thing that I think you've become known for on social media and things like that is the ability to engage with other people, no matter who they are and no matter what their opinion of you or the lifestyle is, that's something that I can't say I'm as adept at as what Kate is. Um, certainly, we regularly have conversations where I'm saying, why don't you just tell them to fuck off? And, <laughs> and like, no, 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 it'll be okay. And she goes through the process of explaining and understanding, you know, we all get cock shots or dick pics sent to us regularly, especially when you look like my darling wife does. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she'll, she'll politely respond with a, an understanding of perhaps their view and, proper and, is XYZ. <laughs> and, how to, and how to help them in future, you know, to actually potentially pick up as a single guy in future. Whereas my responses are a little more Protest. curt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to say it. Uh, 
that's yeah. amazing. And it's, I, I'm just loving the respect that you have for each other. So that's very sweet. We're going to be right back after this break. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some advice that you can give as role models to other people who are uh, in the swinging community, who are maybe just starting off as swingers or also people who are traveling around the world and uh, trying to, you know, incorporate themselves in the lifestyle in other countries. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Kate and Daryl of Swinging Down Under. And we've been talking about what it's like for them as swingers in Singapore and traveling around the world. As educators in every which way, you're podcasters, I consider you educators, you try to educate people about what the lifestyle's about and um, the right way to do it. Because, I mean, well, there's no right way to do it, but there are some I guess, common rules or, you know, uh, modes of conduct that we all do have to follow. Um, Like we were talking about consent, for example. So what advice would you have for swingers uh, who are maybe just getting started in the lifestyle, don't really know very much about uh, what it's like to be at, let's say, a swingers party or how to communicate or play with other swingers? I, I think most people would generally tend to answer that communicate. Um, but before before you can even do that, my biggest piece of advice is to understand understand what it is that you're wanting to achieve. What, what are you wanting to get out of this? Because if you can understand the the reasons behind your decision to enter the lifestyle, uh, one that's going to make you uh, more comfortable if you do have a spouse to be able to mention, you know, talk that through with them articulately. I think if you walk into a room and you just said, "Hey, honey, I want to, you know, I want to be a swinger," that's going to be received possibly in a, in a possible possibly? Bad, pretty bad way maybe <laughs> um, 
perceptions. Whereas if you walk into the room really knowing yourself and knowing the reasons why, then when it comes to that time, you can articulate that to your partner and say, this is what I want. You know, you're my life partner, but I, I want to experience these things with you together. And I, this is what it would look like for me. And, and you know, can we take that next step uh, to going and finding out educational resources and that sort of thing? So my 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 first step is always really knowing knowing yourself and understanding why, and then then approaching it from that way. Mine's a little different. Um, I would oh, say okay. I would say definitions, um, which sounds really boring. oh yeah, so true though. Um, it does sound really boring, but one of the things we learnt on the way in is that. Um, Kate's definition of sex was different to my de- definition of sex. I, for me, it was penetrative sex was sex, and anything prior to that was not sex. Like heavy petting, or hard makeout session, or even oral sex. Um, Daryl did not define those things as sex. So even for us, you know, like going through that. Yeah, just understanding yeah. the definitions for each other. And, and that's not the only example. There are a lot of things that we've learned along the way that we didn't define well to start with. Mm. We didn't have that understanding of what those words meant to us, not what they are in the dictionary. And, um, you know, that, that, that's going to be different for every couple. Um, it's every individual, every couple, which means when you're in a four-way situation or, you know, potentially a group play situation mm. – the term consent also means different a lot things. of different things to a lot of different people. So you have to be very careful, especially in the first few interactions with a couple, a new couple, you have to understand what their versions of mm. that consent word are as well. So that's, that's what I would say for me, definition and defining those mutually agreed terms along the way. And sometimes, like always, we get things wrong and have to step back. You know, when you're pushing boundaries, you get things wrong, whether it's you know, flying a helicopter or having sex with other people. So Wow, what a comparison. <laughs> it's pretty hard. It's the first thing that popped into my head just because uh, I fly helicopters and you have, sex you have with to people. use both hands and both feet. And I have been in a situation with, with swingers where I've had to do that as well. So You're using both feet? That's good. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk absolutely. about that later. I think the other thing as well, uh, obviously, yes, edu- educate yourself. You know, look up resources, whatever that means to you, reading, you know, consuming blog posts, whatever it might be. Um, so educate yourself. But the other final thing that we always say to people is um, be kind to yourself and be kind to your partner. Because as Daryl just said, you're going to get things um, wrong. You're, you're going to muck things up and maybe have some different definitions. Things are going to go wrong. Uh, even now we get things wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. And the biggest takeaway is, is don't beat yourself up and, and, and don't beat your partner up for it as well. So if you're on the receiving end of something that may not have gone so great, you know, give them space and give them kindness and uh, do the same for yourself as well. Yeah, we all deserve a little bit of kindness even when we get things wrong, especially when we don't know we got things wrong. That's, mm-hmm. that's very important. In a lot of cases where we've had issues or problems, it's things that we didn't realize at the time mm. was something that was wrong for us and we've then had to reframe our conversation and our understanding of the lifestyle around that for any sort of future engagements yeah. but you communicated that with each other you were able yeah. to debrief and talk about what you know maybe didn't go according to plan or didn't go exactly how you know um it should have and then you were able to improve the next time yeah absolutely i think um using the word communication is is for me has become a little more concerning as I've gotten deeper into the lifestyle though, mm. because I think the understanding of communication, um, the definition of d- communication here, I'm back at definitions. You I are. feel like You're I ate a thesaurus for breakfast. Um, the, you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> the problem I have with communication is it has to be not only transmitted, but also understood. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think 
a lot of us are very good at voicing our opinion, but not so good at absorbing yeah. our partner's opinion. And I, I hold the common, fra- <laughs> the common frame in our lives that it's very hard to learn anything from your partner. Um, yeah. especially anything in business or, you know, general life uh, because you generally take it as an insult rather than what it was actually offered as, which was a piece of advice. Plus the human interaction normally when you're transmitting, you know, data to me, generally I'm already thinking about the thing that I'm going to have as my next step or my rebuttal or whatever. And so sometimes to turn those senses off and just allow that to come at you to you know, absorb it, understand it and then go for communicating backwards. I think that's a step that we often um, miss because yeah. in our everyday lives, even talking to you now, as we're talking, you're, you're interpreting and you're already thinking, what am I going to say next? And um, sometimes shutting that off is a little bit hard. Yeah. Active listening is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great skills. Very insightful. And you're right about that. We all, uh, with our partners, it's very, very hard to take what they say sometimes as, uh, you know, uh, something constructive. You know, we're human like everybody else. So that means we fight maybe not as regularly as some of the other couples we know because we enjoy each other's company because we do communicate a little bit better than some of the other Mm. couples we know as well. Yeah. But uh, we we still certainly get it wrong. And and one of the, the issues we see with Twitter and, you know, Facebook, pick a social media. It's all the highlight reel. The highlight reel. It's, it's all, all the good case. stuff. It's yes. not like I'm doing the laundry now. Oh God, I've got to wash these dishes. You, you know, never, you never post a picture. I just, I just had a fight with my spouse and I'm really wanting to, you know, shoot him in the face right now. It's not, <laughs> got deep. Got deep pretty I did, quick. I did say him so that they don't <laughs> associate that conversation with our uh, right general on. life. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're so right. And social media is really just kind of reserved for the best of moments, right? Like you said, yes. the highlight reel. And I think it's very important to understand too for couples who are in the ethical uh, non-monogamy community to uh, when they see other people who are also ethically non-monogamous and they're, you know, out there and they're exploring and everything like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that they also got it right the first time and that they're getting it right every time either. And that, you know, their relationship is always, um, you know, uh, I guess, uh, sunshine and rainbows, if you will. (laughs) So it's, you know, we we all, no matter what kind of relationship people are in, you, you can get it wrong, you can argue, they're always lapsed in communication it happens no matter how well you communicate with each other that's just you know that's just normal um but that's really good advice you know getting those active listening skills in you know trying to really hear out your partner and not taking everything as kind of a a negative um when there are things that have to be improved we all have things actively actively ignoring each other is also an important you know um, and it sounds horrible but certainly we we flew to the u.s it was uh was it 28 hours total in transit No, yeah, more was like more 30 something. Yeah, whatever it was, it was huge. And then we got into a car and we had to drive from um, San Fran to... Um, no, it was LA to San Fran. And, yeah, and, and we, we stopped had, at Monterey Bay. We had this discussion. We said, okay, look, we're so tired and we're so cranky. So we're, what we're going to do is we're just not going to talk to each other yep. in a very loving way. Like, I love you, but I don't yeah. want to... If you Let's breathe too loudly, I'm probably going to get angry at you. So we just said, <laughs> let's just not talk for like three hours well, we'll be fine. And it was a, it was quite an agreement, but it worked really well because we didn't choke each other out on the way. Yeah. This bump. 
<laughs> well done. <laughs> That's a great tip, though, for couples to travel together and who are yeah. maybe 28 hours is crazy. It's not usually like a normal travel experience. But I know even for myself, when I, you know, when I do travel with people in general, sometimes I get after a couple of hour plane ride, I'm just like, okay, if we yep. continue to talk, I will probably strangle you. I've been up since three o'clock in the morning. I'm exhausted. Customs oh, is crazy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's tra- traveling can be very stressful on a relationship um and especially like (laughs) so i really i really like what you're saying there to take that break uh and then you can regroup and then you feel good after once you've rested right yeah Yeah, it's amazing what a a 16 hour sleep at the end of that will (laughs) will, you'll wake up a lot more cheery let me let me tell you 16 hours my god yeah well with time changes and stuff too sometimes you just need to catch up right jet lag is a real thing and it can be really intense yes it is it's Uh, a deal can totally attest to that um regularly experienced jet lag so and that's even on short or short time zone skips you know yeah. Um, four, four and five hours. Uh, time we find zone they're the jump. hardest. It's I think it's 12, the, yeah, 12, yeah, 12 hours, hours is kind is of easy because if you land and you can just do well, the day out. And, I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that the 12 hours you're talking about or the 18 <laughs> hours is to the US. Sorry, 12, 12 hours out is to the US. Yep. So that means when we arrive, generally we're there and we're involved we're partying, with some of our swinger so. friends as well. So we tend to be then on swinger time. Yeah. I think we want to so go. like 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning is like our jam when we no, travel we are to the like, States. We are we're, on, so we're ready to go, you know, and that's when everybody else is sort of tapering off. But, yeah, we're still, uh, we're still drinking while they're, while they're generally trying to get to sleep. Swinger time, swinger standard time. Very nice. <laughs> That's actually, we should coin that. I, should. I, I quite like that. I like it. Oh, I love that. Well, I, we're, we're getting to the end of our show here, but I have really appreciated your great tips, your energy. Uh, you're both awesome. <laughs> I really hope that we'll be able to uh, cross paths soon and be able to party together on a swinger standard time. <laughs> Sounds I absolutely do. awesome. That would be yep. the case. Yeah, for sure. Yep. We'd love to see you the next time we're in the States. How can people reach out to you after this and get to know more about your podcast, uh, listen to the great things that you have to say and connect with you on social media? So our website's just swingingdownunder.com. That's the easiest place to find all of the other resources. We are available on all of the social media networks and you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere. So we're on most podcatchers, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those things. But really, if you just head to our website, swingingdownunder.com, uh, you can find us there and find all the links, contact us, whatever you like to do. Sign up to our newsletter if you want to. And, uh, and just so everybody's aware, when the response comes, it is actually from Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I sign it off as from C and D, but I really mean it's from, sometimes I say from C and then in, ha- in like brackets, I'll say and, and D by proxy. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know. I provide input from the sidelines. That's, you, uh, you know, generally I, I, I consult with, with Kate on the, you know, the required email standard. Okay, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Well, it's good to know that people can be in touch with both of you by proxy uh, when they need to. And uh, you have some great stuff on social media. I love your content. Your podcast is great. I'm going to keep listening. And uh, I I invite everybody to really give you a listen. And uh, if they can, uh, reach out to you whenever they are traveling. So go on to sdc.com, look for Kate and Daryl, and you will be able to uh, also uh, maybe communicate with them uh, when next time you are traveling. So Yeah, send us a friend request and connect with us. Please, we've had a few people from uh, all over the world uh, connect with us on the way through. And as we said, transience is not necessarily a, of detriment here to the... We just actually <laughs> met a brand new couple from SDC last Saturday and we already have a second date on the calendar and they're, they're living yeah. here. So, 
give me some again. Nice. Very nice. Well, thank you again both so much for being on my show today. Thank you so much. Lovely to chat with you. Thanks everybody for listening today. Tune in on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Oh, that's wrong. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality.